Warning, this podcast is solely based on smut books. The definition of smut is a story that includes one or more sexually explicit scenes. This is a warning for all listeners to proceed with caution. There will be explicit content, sex talk, and triggering subjects. We will provide a trigger warning before each episode. This podcast is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, Smut Sluts. We're your hosts. I'm Tisha. And I'm Corey. And welcome back to our podcast. And MK kissed Cody as she realized that he truthfully did care and that he was amazing. And he's like, I thought you'd never notice. So cute. Okay, so they call an Uber, and when they get home, no one's there. So she showers, and Archer stomps into the room as MK's getting out. She's butt-ass naked, like about to grab her towel, and he just pauses, and it's just like... Please. <laughs> Boobs. <laughs> Total dude move right there. Boobs. Yep. And he is just like eating her up with his eyeballs. And so he gives her her knife and she's like, see something you like, big man? And he's like, I don't do sloppy seconds, MK, or thirds for that matter. She's like, what the fuck ever, worse steal. And he says that he's out cleaning up her mess. And she tells him that she must have forgotten ordering a man to attack her in a bathroom. She's still naked the whole time they're talking. Yep. And he asks her if she's okay and she says, yeah, I'm fine, and asks him if him and Steele are okay. He has blood on him, but his eyes turn heated. Yeah, sunshine, you're not interested in sloppy seconds at all. Because he's just, like, drooling over her right now. And I love that she just, like, stands her ground even though she's butt-ass naked. She's like, okay. Mm -hmm. Like, you're the one that busted in here, so I'm staying naked. (laughs) Can I have some of her confidence, please? (laughs) So, um... He stomps out of the bathroom and slams the bedroom door, and she knew she was getting to him, so she gets dressed and starts for the to ugh, starts to study for her exams. She studies until well into the evening and realizes she hasn't even seen Still since he left the diner, so she starts to worry. She goes to check his room, and there's no answer, so she walks in. She's like, fuck it, I'm going in. Yep. Um, and he's already sleeping, but he has bandages on his shoulder and she's like what the fuck happened so she runs downstairs to confront arch and cody and of course they're in these tiny little shorts training and she's just like putting that in my spank bank (laughs) she asks him what the fuck happened to steal and archer just ignores her while he takes cody down and she's like someone answered my fucking question and archer's like she's fine or he's fine he just needed some painkillers and they always knock him out and Cody just says that he got some gravel rash and he'll be fine. She's pissed off that they gave him alcohol on top of painkillers and he's like, they, we would never do anything to put him in danger. Um, but they found the guy with the knife and but they weren't alive long enough to give them any information. It was just, they were shitty hitmen basically. Mm-hmm. So he goes back into the gym to work out and yells for Cody, but Cody is kind of hesitant to leave her. But she's like, no, you're right. What happened to Still was all my fault. And Cody's like, it's not your fault. I will go upstairs with you to comfort you. She's like, nope, I'm going to go lay down with Steele. So she goes upstairs and she climbs into bed because she doesn't want to wake him up. And he's like whispering in his sleep. He's like, Hellcat, don't leave me. And I'm like, oh. So she holds his hand and tells him that she's right there and that she's sorry. And he falls asleep right next to her. Mm Mm-hmm. She falls asleep right next to him, yep. too. <laughs> yep. So during the night, MK's nightmares were starting to come to light. Mm-hmm. So she got up and went to the gym, which has been her normal routine lately, in her t-shirt and panties, getting on the treadmill. And all of a sudden, a hand slaps on the treadmill, and it's Cody, asking what he was doing away, and he said the same thing to come to find her. And that her workout in the middle of the night was starting to offend him because he's a personal trainer and he wants to train her. Duh. Duh. Why wouldn't you? And she's like, I don't give a shit about training. She just does it to clear her mind and keep the cookies off her ass and that the the (laughs) trainers could be a bit mean. So they discussed a little bit like of the steroid stunt. I almost said the cocaine stunt. (laughs) (laughs) And um, just kind of like how it wouldn't have just fucked Archer over. It would have fucked Cody over. And Cody said that it's okay, but her and Archer are more same than they realize. Yeah. So Cody told MK that she was training 
her with no fight. Like, they were just doing it. And maybe if you knew how to fight and defend yourself, that the night her nightmares wouldn't be so scary. So, they start training. And she was like, go easy on me. I like the... Dom- I only like the domineering bullshit in the bedroom, both naked, and the only blood being from scratches down her, his back, her back, one of them. <laughs> and he said, that could be arranged. So he's going to teach her the basic skills, and then he'll fuck her hard enough to wake up the whole damn house, clear. Ugh. She agreed. So the, as they're training, they, she got to move down. And Cody told her that she needed to get this down soon because her tiny panties were driving him insane and that if he didn't rip them off her soon, he would actually die. (laughs) Literally die. (laughs) And so he's like, you're being dramatic. Whatever. Um, Let's see. And... Cody admitted that it was just mean and that he was blinded by outrage as Steel was moping about MK talking about him thinking that he was fucking another girl. Yeah. And um, that Cody wanted to break his nose for it. (laughs) And MK went to Cody and looped her arms around him saying that was all sorts of sweet that he was trying to defend her but he shouldn't be trying to get um, Steel to fuck it up so he could have her. Does that make sense? Okay. I was like my brain just went loop. Um Cody said that he would be happy to fuck still up if he ever hurt her, but that he doesn't need to fuck him up for her to pay attention to him. That he believes people are capable of having feelings for more than one person and that it is he's not insecure because he just wants her. And as they're having this conversation, Archer walks in. And he's got a boner up in her ass and everything. <laughs> like and Cody was like, why are you up so early? And he's like, I couldn't sleep. So Cody explained that they were training the self, the basic self-defense moves. And Archer says, fuck no, she needs it. And MK came back to see, to say she was right there because they're having a conversation about her. Um, Archer said to, too bad your pants aren't there unless Cody is going to show you how grappling moves without them. MK said, you would know all about that humpback man. <laughs> and Archer sounds like something you've been fantasizing about. Worried I would upstage you? <laughs> MK goes on to laugh saying, I hate to tell you, Sunshine, that this is a pantless party and that you won't be invited to one, not even if hell froze over. <laughs> Cody called it off, told Archer to go warm up, and Cody kept training her for a minute until she finally got the move because she was now pissed off. Mm-hmm. Archer made a sarcastic laugh and asked if MK, if MK asked if he had something to say. And Archer said, if you wanted to get her pissed off, you should have just told her it was you who took all away her freedoms, not her shitty excuse of a father. Yep. Bomb drop and walked into a different part of the gym, stating that the mental institute was all on her father, father and that he would love to have her committed. She turned to Cody and before, and asked if it was true, seeing the panic in in his eyes and grabbed her before she could walk away. Yeah. She was furious with Cody, but he told her to please just let him explain. All she said was no, she's done and fucking left. Yep. Yeah. So as MK's walking away, she can hear Cody screaming at Archer and then she hears a fist hitting flesh and you hear Archer say that he deserved that. And Cody tells him that he needs to sort his shit with MK before Cordy... Corey. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Cody and Steel murder him. So Cody comes out looking for MK and tells her to stop pulling away from him. Um, he says Arch loves setting her off and he has succeeded. She wants to know if what he said is true and Cody says yes. He didn't know Samuel was going to threaten her like that, and he, yeah. but he did it just to keep her safe. Mm-hmm. And Cody promises that he would never let her father go through with the shit that he threatened. Um, he, Cody says if you... If it keeps you breathing, I do it again. She says that she hates him, and he tells her he tells her that she doesn't hate him, and Cody pulls her into him and kisses her. She kisses back and then realizes what the fuck she's doing, so she pulls away. She tells him, no, you threw away your chances with me when you went behind my back with my father. And he tells her not to forgive him, then make him, or make them spend the rest of their lives repaying her. And she's turned on by how hot he looks right now. Mm-hmm. And he says that there's been four new deliveries from the stalker that Archer hasn't told her about. So she backs herself into a corner and kind of in shock. And he crowds her personal space and tells her that she can't ignore the chemistry they have. She knows that he's right. And he says, fuck me now to get it out of your system and plot your revenge tomorrow. I'm like, oh, okay. Right? (laughs) So she plants her hands on his chest to shove him back. But when she fills his chest, she just like loses it. Mm -hmm. And so she kisses him and she's still angry, but she took it out on him like in a sexual way and I'm Mm -hmm. like yes girl oh please bitch (laughs) 
she really wanted to give him hate sex. So things got really hot and heavy and they end up fucking on the kitchen island, which holy fucking shitballs. This scene was so hot. Like, uh, can somebody fuck me on the kitchen counter like this? Cause (laughs) God damn. So as like he puts her on the kitchen island and like tells her to lay down. And as she is laying down on the countertop, she like tilts her head back as she's arching her back and she notices a shadow in the corner and she immediately is like fuck my stalkers in here but then she realizes it's archer Mm -hmm. and he is just trans fixed like she is like expecting him to start yelling or screaming at her but he's just like boom and so cody tells him to fuck off but this whole time they're not stopping no they're fucking still yep and archer looks pissed off so he grabs his protein powder with his eyes still on mk and she kind of likes archer watching and i'm like are you what is it an exhibit an exhibitionist yes or is yeah. it the voyeurism no voyeurism is liking to watch okay yeah yeah so she's an exhi- exhibitionist yep <laughs> spell that word no thanks. so he's keeping um or she keeps eye contact with archer while cody continues to fuck her and he stalks out of the kitchen back to the gym and mk laughs and they both come with Mm -hmm. MK screaming and she's totally doing it on purpose to just piss Archer off which I fucking love oh yeah Um, he's like you still angry at me babe and she says furious and so Cody smiles and tells her good and MK feels like he's up to something so he puts her over his shoulder and tells her he wants to make her come when she's come more when she's still angry so he carries her upstairs to his room and throws her on the bed and eats her out (laughs) her attention was on Cody now and not the ice blue eyes staring through the shadows Mm -hmm. oh that's it So they get up the next morning because she has exams. So she's trying to get up and Cody's, she rips Cody's blanket off of him in the Mm -hmm. cold because she was like, because he was trying to keep her there. And she's like, fuck off. I got to get up. Got shit to do. So she goes to get in the shower. And as she's in the shower, Cody joins her telling her that her shower looked warmer. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And she told him that if he thinks that they're going to fuck because he's wrong. Because education before dick. Come on. <laughs> Cody let her in on the fact that it's a snow day and exams were postponed. So they fuck in the shower. <laughs> of course. So she forgets. She told him not to forget to condition after using her shampoo. She gets out and gets stressed. She heard the shower door open. Leaning on the door frame, Cody stared at his pink hair, shrugged, and grinned. He's like, it's like we're a real couple now. <laughs> yep. And MK said they were not a couple. And he said, call her whatever you want as long as it keep, he can keep doing that on his way out he told her to stop worrying still's fine mm. so mk to look excuse me mk went to look for steel because he wasn't in his room walking to the gr- kitchen she saw one of the maids and she pointed her to the garage so still was standing there next to archer's black raptor truck and he was frowning at the truck because it had bullet holes in the body of it mm-hmm. and he hated riding off the cars and mk asked why he was down there not resting and still let her know how he got hurt that archer had taken a sharp turn and it threw him to the gravel at a very high speed yes so pulling her into a hug and explained that he was down there not in his room because he couldn't handle hearing cody give her screaming orgasms again (laughs) if he was either going to punch him or ask to join (laughs) i love it me too still explained that it was the longest any girl had made him wait to get into their pants I love it. I love it. Steele kissed MK and told her that it wasn't a new development. He asked if he was cut up, that they had fucked it, but instead answering, he took her to his room. And he is, but he wanted her in his room. He stood right in front of MK and told her that they relocated to her room because it was cold and so Archer couldn't interrupt ruining the mood. They got comfy in his bed and he finally answered. He did wish that Cody could have, would have fucked shit up in the beginning to have her all to himself. But at the same point, he's not afraid of competition. Yes, I love it. Yep. Um, he said that they don't share their toys very well unless they're sharing MK. Is Then he's all for it. Mm-hmm. They're all down. She asked how long it would take him to heal because she wants him. She tried to leave, but he made her stay. And there's other things they could be doing. Yeah. But MK said, nope, you can resist for the next week. Still said, you don't know how wound up he's going to be after hearing MK and Cody begging her not to make him wait a week. So MK said that Cody can wait since it's not fair. Like, does she even realize what she's doing to herself right now? Nope. She's going to have a blue clip for sure this entire week. For real. And he asked, she was going to leave his room, but he asked her to stay. 
because he was falling asleep. So they, he, she sat in his desk chair and he asked MK if she could play, which she admitted she can. Mm -hmm. So she played him a little bit and played him to sleep. No. Tender. So sweet. So, um, after he falls asleep, she continues to play for a while. Um, after she's done playing, she goes to get coffee and the cook Karen tells her that she left her breakfast and James, the new groundskeeper, had brought in a package that was addressed to her. Archer was already in the kitchen and he had a black eye from Cody punching him. She tells him, nice shiner. He says, nice tits. <laughs> because they're I all sprawled out on the island the night before. <laughs> um, oh. And she's like, you're really starting to reek of desperation and jealousy. If you want me so badly, maybe try a personality adjustment. Maybe then you'll stand a chance of getting what Cody got all morning and then again in the shower. And he's like, you're just too eager for dick you don't care where it comes from she says i wouldn't touch your dick with someone else's pussy let alone my own <laughs> I'm like, god damn so he jumps up and hovers over her but he's not touching her he tells her that she's came onto him multiple times and she said that he started it both times and blew her off both times he lost his chance so archer kisses her mm -hmm. and she of course kisses kisses him back and doesn't push him away but then she snaps out of it and she shoves him away and he asks how that denial is going for her and she says maybe all those steroids are making you delusional <laughs> and he tells her that she's denying that she's ruining her panties and thinking about all the things he could do to her on that counter oh. and as he says that Cody clears his throat and looks highly amused and so Cody points to the box and he's like what is that and there's no postage marks on it so it was hand delivered which makes her a little weary of it mm -hmm. so Cody swipes the package off of her or from her hands and opens it and Archer pushes MK out of the way so that she can't see it right and Cody gives her a look like you don't want to see what's in here and she's like just show me and Ar so Archer moves out of the way and it's a threat against Cody. Yep. So he has this swallow and a rose tattooed on his chest. So in the box, there's a dead swallow, which is a bird. Mm -hmm. In case nobody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> tweet, tweet, motherfucker. <laughs> and there's a rose in it too, just like his chest tattoo. So she grabs the box from him and carefully moves the bird out of the way because there's something underneath. There's a photograph of Cody and her on the fucking island. Yep. And there's a note on the back saying, liar, liar, pants on fire. And this is the second time the stalker has caught her having sex mm -hmm. and Archer is like how the fuck did this happen so he immediately looks at the camera from the security camera up in the corner of the kitchen and he fucking gets pissed off so he gets up there and rips it down and just smashes it to pieces yeah and he's like go get still right now um he gets on his phone he's like we're doing a security overhaul and he wants Cody and still to sweep the grounds for more cameras and MK I love this part because she fucking takes control she's like no still needs to sleep and they we need to handle this calmly and she tells Archer to call his security team and Cody to call the cops to make a report and she tells Archer to show her the other packages that he's been keeping for her from her so that she can um, catch up on what letters they've been mm -hmm. sending so she goes up to her father's office to do that yep so the cops come the new security team comes and as they're leaving mk just looked at all the images that were sent there was like her leaving school with each boy and each picture had liar written on the back mm -hmm. all of the school cameras angled were pointed wrong or wiped clean so they have no fucking clue after the cops leave Cody asked if they wanted pizza and MK said she didn't really want delivery people there. So he went and got it. Steele was there in the armchair and Archer came sitting closer to MK after lear learning the new security system. Mm -hmm. Steele offered to play video games. So they just start playing and Jace is coming by the house tomorrow. Ugh, Jace is a coot. Yeah. And that he will need to interfere, that Archer will need to interfere for him because he didn't want to hear what he had to say. He told him that he had to stay out of the site because Chase is a fuck. Mm -hmm. And MK felt like her stalker was calling out one of all of the boys because they're lying to her. And she started to wonder what and why this would matter. Archer commented that MK got super quiet and asked if the stalker got her. Ugh, fucking asshole. I know yep. he's trying to like be lighthearted and stuff in this moment, but still, it's like, bro. Yeah. What's too, up to your soon. ass? <laughs> oh, his balls. His balls are in his ass right now because he needs to blow a load. <laughs> For real, blue balls for days. He's got like a sperm well size <laughs> sperm in there. <laughs> oh, anywho. Um, MK 
says that she doesn't want to end up like her mom. Yeah, she's just scared. It's so sad. Mm-hmm. And they say that they, it won't happen. Yeah. And MK lets him in that Zane thinks that who tried to kill her on Halloween is different than her stalker. And Archer said, Zane doesn't know shit. He's just a piece of shit and is worse now than he was when he was with Deb. Yeah. MK asked Archer if he thought it was her stalker on Halloween. And he said that Zane was right. Her stalker has a sex. It's a sexual stalker. He's fantasizing about everything right now. Mm -hmm. And that he wouldn't kill her until he's fulfilled those fantasies. And also still reminds her that um, she had mentioned that there was more than one person on right night. Yeah. When she got stopped. Yeah. No. Halloween night. Yeah, thank you. I keep doing that. You're fine. MK was questioning why anyone would want to kill her. And... Archer asks if she would know anybody who would want her dead or benefit from her being dead. Yeah. And she let them know there wasn't much in her trust fund. Like, she told them exactly how much, but it wasn't worth killing her. Yeah, not hiring somebody to kill her. So, Cody shows up with pizza. They just kind of have, like, a chill night. Um, They started throwing out ideas of who they think it could be, like, with Brie. And MK's like, it's not fucking Brie. What the fuck are you talking about? Kind of explaining why maybe it was that her dad was explaining Brie gave her intense gazes sometimes still offered the possibility of it Dallas being Dallas but Dallas was 16 when her mom died explaining how he fit the profile mm-hmm. but they MK's not having that shit yeah. so they threw it out maybe it was Steinwick or Bark and probably it possibly being a copycat and Bark gave me suspicious vibes like the entire book I remember yeah. like okay I'm gonna make a guess now changed like 15 yeah. times through the book Bark gave me some too but I honestly kind of thought it was Brie for a minute really yeah I never got that vibe from her I did like she's just so pushy sometimes like yeah. when they want to go out and stuff I'm like she knows that her life's in danger like why is she being so pushy about this because she wants to be with her best friend I know but uh, it could have been it it could be anybody it's so crazy yeah yeah, yeah. So, they just started playing the games after. Still wins, of course. And (laughs) Archer wants the best of three. So, they just relaxed, you know? Had a night to themselves and moved on. She said that that was, like, the first night that they actually felt like they were friends. Like, they were giggling and Mm -hmm. laughing. There was no tension, no fighting. Like, it was just good. Yeah. And she needed that. Yeah. So, the next day, MK studied all day. I'm done, yeah. Okay. I'll put him in the middle. Then my I'm week like, has been a shit show, so I didn't get to finish my notes. Okay. <laughs> um, so Bree studied all day with the Zoom call, um, and then the following day, SGU finally opened back up. So upon getting there, Professor Barker, which is Bark's dad, uh-huh. caught MK and let her know that she missed a lot of the lectures during the semester, and if she was up to taking the exams, letting her know if she was not able to do it, he would work with her. He gave me the creepiest fucking mm-hmm. vibes, dude. So. Um, he let her know that she'd call him Roy, giving those vibes. And Cody finally gets out of the car and puts his arm around her saying hello. And he got kind of weird, like... Bark didn't even, like, re- like say anything to Cody or, like, notice no. him or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Yeah, no. So, as they walked away, Cody was like, did you get creepy vibes? And MK was like, yeah. So, um, Cody walks her to her exams, letting her know that he would have food and coffee waiting when she got out. Kissed her, went goodbye. So after the week of exams, Brie and MK meet in the library and Brie is like, bitch, we need to go out because Mm -hmm. we did this. And MK's like, well, you know what? I have a murderer and a stalker trying to get me. So I don't think that that's a good idea. I would rather watch Netflix and chill. Yeah. And Brie was teasing her about whose bed she would be in (laughs) to do that. And she's like already thinking about it. Like, she's like, I don't know, maybe both. Why don't we have a cuddle puddle? Right. Yeah. It wouldn't be a cuddle puddle. No. Be a, like, fuck puddle. I was thinking it. You said it. You were thinking it, but you said it. (laughs) So, Brie was like, please, let's do this. And MK is just like, I don't know if I want to. And so, Brie's like, okay, challenge accepted. I am going to go ask Cody. So, she storms down and goes up to Cody. And she's trying to put on, like, her Mm -hmm. sexy, sultry, like, sweet, like, Cody, babe, please. And Cody's like, okay. And MK's like, what the fuck? And so, he's like, yeah, we have something to do tonight anyways so we can go to club 22 and Bree's like what you can get us into club 22 and yeah. he's like yeah Kitty. and so she's like sweet and so there is a theme to club 22 and they need to dress up for it yep so the club's theme is the 20s <laughs> so they got her a flapper dress and still commented that she looks incredible calling her hellcat 
tempting to stay home. But Cody came in and said, nice try, asshole. If anyone gets to take that dress off, <laughs> I do because I got it for her. Um, so they still calls MK into his room. She helps him get dressed, put on his holster because he's hurt, but he's going with a gun. Yeah. No, they're not leaving unarmed at no. this point, which I don't think they ever did. MK thought it was bondage at first. No, no, again. She's like, what the fuck? And still was like, it's not what you think it is, but if you're into that, he could, it could be done. Or better yet, with Archer. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, Archer's into bondage? Okay. Yep. So, still said, are you telling me you want me to rip my clothes off, Hellcat? Because he's down for it. <laughs> but Cody said that they were ready to go. So, they leave. Um, Cody said that. Thanks for cock blocking me all week, motherfucker. <laughs> Pretty much under it. And he wishes that they could stay in and rip her dress off. Mm-hmm. So, this is when they go to the club. Yes. So, Archer also just looks like Ugh. dripping in sex. Oh, I love like, oh, she The way that they described him all dressed up, it was so... Panty dropper. <laughs> I'm wet. Okay. So, they go to the club and oh wait no Archer uh-huh. banters he's like <laughs> she's asking when they started to carry guns and stuff like that and Archer said that she started getting stalked and stabbed and that keeping her alive was a full time fucking job mm-hmm. and she was like well should I be armed too and Archer said no she's fine but then he gives her his knife mm-hmm. and Ar- the whole time Archer's sneaking glances at her because she's sitting in the passenger seat next to him yeah I'm like he's driving yeah yeah and so he's like sneaking glances at her <laughs> thighs and so he gives her his butterfly knife and she he's like it matches your dress here and so she puts the knife up her dress she like pulls it up to loop it around her stocking and all of a sudden archer gasps and the car swerves and cody's like what the fuck was that is this your first time driving and he's like sorry i thought i hit a squirrel <laughs> and mk's like uh uh-huh, you were staring at fan size and boy like yeah we- eyes on the road arch oh my god i love that scene i know so they get there boys are allowed in without any issues mm-hmm. of course um, Dallas came to her, grabbing her, giving her a hug, but still's like, fuck you, dude. Grabs her, moves her closer, and that he's surprised to see him there. But Dallas mentions that this is a Hades club and that it's neutral ground. They cannot fight on Hades grounds. Nope. Yeah. There will be hell to pay. No. Yeah. <laughs> Which, Hades, I love them both, but like, once you get to know Hades, you're like, God. Yeah. Such a good series. Okay. So Dallas tries to tell MK that he was worried about her and that he would love to talk to her alone. And the boys are like, that's cute. Um, But he tries to let it go and he goes to find Brie. He's like, I don't trust her um, decision making in alcohol beverage purchases. So let's go find her. Yeah. (laughs) But still and her kind of hang back for a minute and she knows that they have all kinds of secrets, but her patience is starting to run out and still knows that it's on his and Cody's mind more than she knows. Mm -hmm. And so he ignores questions about Archer and still kisses her and they have fun. So they start dancing and drinking and MK's like, you know what? I want to get the fuck out of here. And um, so she goes up to Archer and Cody and she's like, can we go? And she asks Archer if he had got what he needed to get done, Mm -hmm. done because he was meeting somebody there who might potentially know who the stalker is. Mm -hmm. Is that who, Mm -hmm. what it was? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's a dead end. And so they're like, okay, let's go. And she's like, I just have to tell, I'm sorry, my dog's barking. (laughs) It's okay. You hear Winky in the background. It's fine. So um, she's like looking for Bree and Dallas to tell him that they're leaving, but they're fucking making out in the corner. And she's like, oh shit, maybe that's why Bree's been being so weird lately. Cause Mm -hmm. she was scared to tell me. Yeah. Um, so she's like, okay, whatever. So she just gives them like the look like, hey, we're leaving. And so they go out to the car, right? Yeah. Oh, and then yeah, Archer oh, so picks her up and moves huh. her out of his way. <laughs> and he says, if you are done dry fucking Cody, he'd like to go home. <laughs> so MK retorts that all bets and clothes were off tonight when they get home and that she will be loud tonight. So when he fucks his hand that he will know he fucked up. And so Steele grabs her, taking her out of the club. And he told her that if they keep doing this shit, it will all blow up soon. So they get in the car and head home. Cody asked what was in her pocket and she's like what are you talking about and so he pulls out a piece of paper and it said I know something you don't know but you but do you want to know too (laughs) I fucked that up so bad let me try again I know something you don't know but do you want to know too I can tell you everything I know more than they do and she's like oh fuck my stalker put that in my goddamn pocket at the club 
yeah, so who the fuck is this? Yeah. Obviously, they've seen him. So we, the stalker kind of put a little bit of a damper on the night. Um, when they got home, Archer called Cody asking for five minutes. And it, as Cody went to Archer's room, <laughs> still asked MK for help, taking his t-shirt off. Mind you, Cody was pissed because yeah. Archer's clock blocking him yeah. at this point. Well, Steele starts having fun with MK. He starts eating her out. They fucking go at it. And Cody walks in asking if he can join the party. He's like, you motherfucker. Yeah. And so, of course, they allow him to join the party. Oh, so my gosh. Cody asks if MK has ever had a threesome before. And just so he knows what they're dealing with. MK bantered that she's good at studying and still asks if she's ever done anal before. And she's like, once or twice. And they both were just like, the Shocked. fuck? They both fucking <laughs> high five, dude. They high five like two year olds. Oh, I love it. They high five multiple times I in this. It, yes. Oh my gosh. Um, MK said that she, this is a bad idea and leave now. But they're like, no. Cody said they were doing it. They're going for it so they have a threesome and it is hot like yes what do you touch the hiney (laughs) 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 when they got done cody teased that he better double check the sugar and salt for or his shampoo and they all fall asleep together so cute yes so the next morning mk thought that people in rh's were definitely on to (laughs) something cody's phone alarm went off because he had an early morning session and cody was like still get up and he's like why do i have to go with you and he tells him that it's because it's the mm-hmm. the blind client thank you yeah i don't know if she's was she blind no what no was she? she had um dementia dementia yeah okay. and steel had gone one time because they had like a photo shoot before or after mm-hmm. or something like that and she yeah. thought that steel was her dead husband and so now every time he goes he brings steel so that she yeah. has like that comfort yeah um and so Steele has to go, but she can handle Archer on her own. Mm-hmm. And she told him that um, it's their turn to take over the pranks on him. Oh, yes, yes. Because MK was like, you can't do it as good as me because I put steroids in his protein powder. And yeah. they're like, yeah, we're not going to go that crazy. But yeah, she thinks that Archer doesn't want to fuck her and it just hurts his ego and Cody tees uh-huh and the sky isn't blue so as she's getting her coffee ready she hears a loud roar and three slats of paint on his t-shirt that would put Medusa to shame <laughs> Archer thinks it was MK that pulled the prank and she says that it wasn't her and mm-hmm. he's an arrogant son of a bitch and he needs to learn some humiliation yep and Archer being funny that there were magical fairies that did it but MK says nope it was a booby trap and he should think of he pissed anybody else off lately so he understood that he had pissed off his friends already so he gets closer to mk telling her to stop pushing him and that he's been lenient towards her but he's pushing or she's pushing him so she told him to do his worst during their argument the doorbell rang and it's jace he's Mm -hmm. a fucking asshole so he strolls into the kitchen mk says hi but he's a complete and total douche he's already showing animosity he formed his opinion on of her before even meeting her and told her that she was the reason the archer lost his first ufc fight which i mean it was mm-hmm. um mk said that maybe he lost because he wasn't as good as he thought he was or maybe because his manager pushed him to do something that he wasn't ready for and he gets pissed off and tells him that she's a little whore and archer gets fucking pissed off and is like you don't get to talk to her like that he's like it's not the smartest thing to insult mk in her own home and um Cody and Still were hinting that hitting hitting, hitting, <laughs> hitting that. that they yeah. were they were fucking her. That's what that means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so be careful if you wanted to keep his job, no matter how accurate the names are, which was kind of fucked up of our job. Oh, yeah. But so MK said, whores get paid to fuck, and no amount of money on earth would get her to fuck Archer, and that his hands must be feeling used and abused lately, and that he should chuck himself a couple of bucks for how much he yanked <laughs> listening to them last night. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm like. How are you so quick-witted that you can just right. jump into this? I love it. So, MK takes a nap, woke up talking with Brian Dallas and how long that had been going on. She walks downstairs, hoping that Jace, the epic douche canoe, was gone. 
and Steel and Cody were down there, all four of them playing video games, Jace glaring at her, and Steel had her sit on his lap. Steel caught on, and MK thought Jace was a cunt winker. <laughs> I loved it. Um, Cody filled her in that Jace booked them a photo shoot and that he doesn't have any plans so she can go. Um, she asked where the shoot was, but Jace answered with a gruff, stating that it was a close set. No groupies. Ugh. Fucker. Fuck off. And that she could, enter, she could entertain herself for a day. Archer wins the race because they're playing the video games and Jace and told Jace he comes or they count she comes or they cancel their shoot. He said fine if you want to disobey the shoot rules that's on him and commented that Archer has got a hard on for her too and that it's been forever that he had a slut up for a gangbang. Archer shot up, grabbed Jace by his shirt, Cody following close by uh-huh. and told him to get the fuck out and sort out his attitude or not to come at all. I was like, oh, Yes, you got stick up for stick up for Yep. And Cody said, if you talk about our girl or any girl like that, they will return him where they found him, a con artist. And they came back, kissed, uh, Cody kissed MK just saying, he's a douche. Like, fuck off. Yeah, like, just don't. ignore him. Yeah. So... Archer was training with Cody, and Cody told Still that he should be training MK. So mm-hmm. the next day, um, after they trained and everything, the next day they drove out to the studio for the photo shoot. They're doing a nude photo shoot. Mm-hmm. So Jace walks in, saying good morning to the boys, and Cody asks if he had anything to say to MK. So he apologized to her for the rude comments, um, and he was out of line. So the boys go to get changed, and Jace made a comment to MK that the boys are just using her up and will toss her aside said that he's seen them do this dozens of times and that she's no different than all the used up sluts they've left in their dust and I'm like what a fucking cunt Mm -hmm. so MK told him to be careful and he's starting to sound jealous maybe that's a bit of sexual frustration and that the boys would be way out of his league even if they did swing that way as Archer came out so still went first and when he was on the couch Jace yelled what the fuck because his arm was all scratched up and still said don't blame it on me it was Archer's fault Nikki got still shot and called Cody. So Cody pulled a bottle of baby oil out and asked MK to lather him up. Nikki gave her a look. Um, Luna, one of the girls on the set, was going outside for a cigarette and asked MK to come outside with her. As they were outside, Luna told MK sorry that she didn't mean to cause drama. And the way they stare at her, she admits that she did ask her outside for an ulterior motive. She took outside her cell phone, handing it to MK, saying that he wants to talk with her. So on the phone, it's Zane telling her that she is a hard girl to get a hold of and he told her that he would dig into things and then proceeded to tell her that he owed it to Deb to dig and that he found some inconsistencies and then hit a dead end. MK asked what that meant and Zane explained that someone did a hell of a lot to hide her family mm-hmm. line and that whatever it is hiding is good enough to kill MK asking if she knows anything about her grandparents and he's explaining everything that had been tampered with and that it has been made to make Deb look like an orphan. MK asked why anyone would do that and Zane ex- was explaining money. Mm-hmm. MK explained that she met her grandmother once five or s- at, when she was five or six and she couldn't remember her name. She could only remember that little things here and there. All of a sudden, the phone was taken out of her hands and Steele was right behind her. And he told Zane that he broke the rules and he told him he took told him to look forward to Archer's call later. Steele looked at MK with a death glare and told her to get inside a little rudely and telling her that he needs a word with Luna. So barely in the studio, Archer grabbed MK demanding who she was on the phone with. His tone made MK want to punch him in the face for being, or the dick, for being a dick. He grabbed MK by her jacket, which she slipped out of. So then he grabbed her by her shoulder and ripped, she ripped out of his grip. She slapped him and told him to stop manhandling her and that he doesn't own her and to bring it on. Cody stepped in and told him to stop it and let it go. So MK told Archer, yeah, let it go like a good dog. He walked towards MK and she fell back on the couch as he lifted his hands and MK flinched thinking he was going to hit her, which I'm sorry, he would never hit her. No. Um, He stopped and asked if she's if she thought he was going to hit her and he brushed his fingers across his cheeks and his body was pushed up against her. He asked, do you want me to tell you a secret, Kate? She barely exhaled a yes and he, uh, Archer moved, bringing his lips an inch from hers, telling her that he doesn't hurt women unless they beg him to do it, which, Ugh. okay, uh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, and as he's doing this, he's gripping her hair, yanking her hair back, exposing her Ugh. neck, and he bit her. Yes. And this all happened, and an MK said it took all she had not to yank his tiny underpants off. <laughs> his t- 
tiny onions. <laughs> um, telling Archer that she'll never ask. He said, begging is it only verbal that their body shows more. Uh-huh. Like her body is telling her more. Putting on his robe with his thick erection, he went outside to go talk with Steel. <laughs> Cody was staring, Nikki was smiling, and Jace was glaring, and Luna was gone. Yep. So it was like hot and heavy. Everyone was like, whoa, sexual tension for days. They could feel the crackles. <laughs> so a week after the photo shoot, Nikki started releasing them. And they included Archer and MK's little session on the couch. Um, a day after the photos came out, MK um, got a Barbie. And it was attached to the gate with zip ties. It was the same outfit she was wearing. And her stalker wrote across the forehead, whore. Ugh. So, as Christmas approached, it reminded her that her dad was never home for the holiday. So, she was getting hurt a little bit. Yeah. And in the past week, Cody and Still started pranking Archer. Ice water buckets <laughs> above the doorways, the laxatives in his coffee. Um, and Cody was busy training Archer, so Still took more of, over more of MK's trainings mm-hmm. at this point. Made, which made her more confident. So... On the night of Archer's fight, Cody kept trying to put his hand up her skirt, and Archer's <laughs> getting pissed. Can you two fucking quit it? Um, Cody came back telling Archer not to be a hater because he had the bluest set of balls <laughs> in the history in the world, and asking when he had his fingers last he had his, oh my god, when was the last time he had his fingers knuckled deep in a pussy? <laughs> MK finally slapped Cody's hand away, just telling him to knock it off. So they go in. And they're by the big octagon. And Archer's distracted by MK at this point because Cody, nope, stills with her talking to her. He is just so fixated on her. And still asked if MK could go have a talk with Archer to get his head on straight. Maybe piss him off so he can win this fight. Yeah. So she agreed and told Cody, give him a minute. MK, um, let's see. MK told him that she was going to make it quick and called him out that him and Cody were having fighter trainer issues because it was driving him completely insane that he was doing unspeakable things to her and rubbing it in his face. Mm-hmm. I love it. That he is jealous as fuck and, con- and it's consuming him. So she told him that if he loses the fight, she's going to force him to watch her set Cody's dick at the <laughs> after party. And Archer asked how she was going to force him to do anything. And she said she has her ways. Want to test some sunshine? And he said if, if he wins, she shrugged and said, find out. She teases him um, that she better go touch up her lipstick because it's going to be smeared around the base of Cody's dick. <laughs> MK confused Cody and still as she's walking away with this big ass fight. And the fight starts and Archer just comes out whooping ass. Fucking beast. And still goes, what the fuck did you say to him? And she was like, mm, nothing. <laughs> and in the third round, the other guy took control, which hello, Archer, come on. So Archer looked at MK, she licked her lips, and all of a sudden his opponent's tapping out, so Archer won. (laughs) So after the fight, they were at a bar for the after party with Archer doing interviews, and Archer finally came out as MK and Still were waiting for the boys, and they were all smiling. Mm -hmm. Cody got in the back seat, and Archer went to MK smiling. She told him congratulations, and she tried to slide off the car, but as she got off the car, he stopped her putting his hands on her thighs and he bent down to her ear. I won. Now what do I get, Kate? <laughs> and she came back and said, how about a s- sensation of achievement? You're currently riding like a high. Nothing like showing the haters that he's the best. Archer laughed and brushed his lips against hers and said, try again, Kate. I believe there was dick sucking mentioned earlier. Keep on that trail of thought, Kate. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. It's coming. Uh coming. They went to an after party expecting Brie and Dallas to be there, but Cody told MK to stick with one of the boys tonight because the cops won't do shit. She also told Cody, Cody, congratulations on his training. And they realized that Bark was there at the party, the quarterback Mm -hmm. um, that tried to take MK on a date. And his dad, the professor Barker as well, the creepy ass. There was police surrounding and um, they found Brie and Dallas who were in the middle of an argument. Dallas shot out of his seat explaining that he's been trying to get in touch with her but couldn't get through to her. And so she looked at Steele but he avoided her looks. Mm -hmm. Brie said that she needs a drink and told Dallas to tell her who he invited tonight since he thought it was a good idea. MK looked at Dallas and said that... You're good. 
where am I? Oh, right there. MK looked at Dallas and she let her know that he didn't invite him and that it wasn't a big deal, that the venue was just bought by Hades and that it's a neutral ground letting out that ferryman wanted to come and congratulate his nephew. Dallas defended himself and that he couldn't exactly tell him not to go. So Steele grabbed MK and said that they need to tell Archer and Cody. Um, MK, or the boys were no longer there. I still said that this is bad. Um, MK asked him to explain. Ferryman is the leader of the wraiths and he explained that Ferryman is a vindictive fuck who holds a grudge against Archer as he was the sole heir to Philip's estate and money. Constance didn't even get anything, nor did Damien. Ferryman or Zane. As they found out the boys... As they found the boys, Drew was next to Cody, which everyone remembers Drew from smacking MK at Naughty as Cakes. Yeah. Steele told her to get the fuck out of there, um, saying, or else what because it's a neutral ground like she's allowed to be there he told her that he wasn't going to talk about gang rules and that she was touching mk's man and if she doesn't quit it then she would break her fingers in six places so mk grabbed her hands off of cody's legs dragging her to the ground telling her to get the fuck out of there and that she's a pathetic bitch drew got up and spat in mk's face and stormed away someone handed her a handkerchief and it was ferryman Mm -hmm. he smiled at her and he looked like an older version of archer and zane he told mk that he's heard so much about her yeah, so then Archer steps in and is like, what the fuck are you doing here? Mm-hmm. And tugged MK away from him, like kind of guarding her at this point. And he, very man, came back. I couldn't miss the opportunity to congratulate you on your big win. Fucker. Fucker. So Archer's calling him on his bullshit. And he looked at all three boys in MK and said, what an interesting bunch you four are. And then told Archer that he wanted to speak with him on a business matter. Get a drink. Talk in private. Archer told him that this wasn't the place and that they're having conversation. Zane decides to show up. It's a family reunion. And that's what Archer's <laughs> and with Archer saying that he must have missed the memo on a family reunion. <laughs> so Archer continued and asked what business discussion was all was this all about? And the boys were showing each other their guns. Like they're macho. Come on. MK murmured that they should take this elsewhere, and Archer heard her nodding and her and him and Steele left. So they all go into a private room, leaving Cody out with them. Mm-hmm. Um, Cody did remind them that this is Hades grounds. If you start a gang war on Hades turf, you're fucked. Run. Like, <laughs> I, I, we don't know who Hades is at this point. And yeah. It's, yeah. Um, so Cody let out his breath and held KM t- MK tighter. And she was, should be pissed off not knowing what's going on, but she's happy she didn't because this might end in a bloodbath. Um, and he said he hoped it didn't because they didn't bring enough ammo for a gang war. Yeah. So they went and found... MK told him that they should go check on them, but he said no, that Zane only brought Cass, Daddy Cass, with him, and still was worth at least six dudes. (laughs) So she tried to talk him into it, but he wouldn't leave her. And she asked what Ferryman is doing behind it, and he told her to stop trying to get into this to happen because Steele and Archer trusted him to keep MK safe. Mm -hmm. So he's not going in. They grab their drinks, find Bree and Dallas, and Bree's fighting... No, straddling Dallas, eating him. Yeah, eating his face off. <laughs> so obviously they're not fighting anymore. <laughs> yeah. So Dallas tries to apologize for Ferryman being there. Cody said it's fine. It wouldn't be so bad if Zane wasn't there too. Yeah. And Bree said, "Well, that sounds like a bad time. Let's just hope my bestie doesn't end up locked in the cell again." Dallas growls in frustration, and all of a sudden there's a man walking that's playing pool, and he's a reaper, mm-hmm. and he's like what the fuck because Cody's sitting with them and Cody said he'll sit with whoever the hell he wants to because they're they on mutual ground yeah. yeah so he asked if they want to play pool because he kind of calmed down after realizing like Cody wasn't fucking around they go play pool MK goes over by them and um, Cody went into MK's ear asking if she's going to be okay with Drew around and she said, and he's like, if not, I'll throw her ass out. And Kay's like, I'll be fine. But she needed to get keep her dirty ass paws off Cody. And if she spits in her face again, she's going to punch her hard that her implants pop. <laughs> I laughed. I was like, get her. Get her. Yeah. So MK and Brie are watching. Um, Brie came around to tell MK that they got off on the wrong foot and that they should just start over. Um, Brie laughed and MK noticed that Jace had just showed up as well. And he's going over to them as he missed the fight. Drew offered to get them drinks, saying that it's the least she could do after earlier. Brie slurred. She seems like a fucking bitch. So Cody said that he will be right over there, dragging Jace away, telling Dallas to watch MK and that he will be right there. MK stepped up to Cody's 
shot as some of the men were checking her out and making Dallas to knock or making Dallas tell the guys to knock off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cody doesn't see them checking out his girl. So MK took the shot as Drew came back with drinks and handed her one, um, saying that there's no way she's making that shot, which MK made it. And so Drew bet that she couldn't do it again. And Bree started laughing. Bree said that if she makes it, then she will need to down the whole drink in one go. And Drew came back and said that if she misses it, she will need to do the same, but not with her soda water with alcohol. Mm -hmm. So MK took the next shot and she missed it. And, but because she missed it, there was a loud bang happening. And so it like made her jump. So she shouted at Cody who ran back to her, but he, but he shoved him to the room telling him that she's fine with Dallas and Bree and with, and with Jace. And so he said that you need to go get the guys now, Mm -hmm. like go fucking help them. Yeah, absolutely. So Drew was standing there and she's like, you missed the shot. So you need to take the drink. And MK's like, bro, if there's fucking shit going on and she's like, whatever. She's like, she had a feeling that she spit in the drink, but she fucking downs it. She grabbed Drew's drink. Oh, that's right. Because Drew was trying to hand her one, but she grabbed Drew's instead. Because she thought that she had spit in her drink so she, she's like I'm gonna drink yours so Drew scowled and threw the drink on the ground and she was getting an MK's face telling her to watch her fucking back and that she's coming for MK and then she stomped away oh yep so Cody hadn't returned and MK's getting nervous um and Jace is telling her to chill out just drink it's fine whatever MK grabbed him hold him face to face telling him to not fucking insult her anymore mm-hmm. MK told Dallas that something was wrong but Dallas reassured her it's only been two minutes like just chill they reminisce on how she lost her they lost their virginity to each other and that he remembers it and he thinks about it all the time the room started to spin and Bree showed up and was like pissed off because she heard them talking and she's jealous because mm-hmm. they have their history but Kay doesn't want that yeah and MK yelled at Dallas asking what the hell was wrong with him because he he Bree heard him say that he thinks about it all the time which yeah. insinuated that he wants MK yeah. still so he's like, that's not what I meant. I wasn't hitting on you and Bree thinks, but an MK went to follow her, but Dallas stopped her, said, no, he'll go. So they're both gone. Jace is gone. And MK's stomach is starting to turn. She's sweating. She realized something's wrong. She realized that she had been drugged and she needed to get to Bree and Dallas. And halfway to the bathroom, her ankle twists in her heels. She's caught by strong arms and it's bark. He thought that she had one too many. MK said that she's fine. She just needed water. The venue is spinning, and finally she heads outside, needing to puke, and her legs stopped working. Falling to the ground, her face hits the asphalt, dude. Like, she cannot do anything. She couldn't move. Her vision goes dark. Her lungs aren't working. Rough hands grab her, manhandler, smacking her a few times, and then she feels a sharp pain in her nose. I don't know why I said it that way, but okay. <laughs> the person throws her over. I'm probably her shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, they throw her over her shoulder, and her vision's kind of coming. She sees tires, popping sounds. The guy stops walking, and as this happens, she can hear voices, but it sounds like she's underwater. And her body is in so much pain, all of a sudden, she's falling like Alice in Wonderland. When she hits the bottom, with the heart thud, she was alone in the dark, and she thought it was the end. So MK is thinking how she never thought of death before. No light at the end of the tunnel. She tried to move, but her body just spasmed. And when she tried to move, she felt like she needed to throw up. So she didn't know where she was, but she was alive, stretching out her hand. She felt nothing at first and then felt around, realizing that she was trapped in someone's trunk. She has claustrophobia. So tight spaces like that freak her out. Mm -hmm. So she's crying out for help, feeling her tears go down her face and MK's thinking about what was going to happen and who what the person's plan was Mm -hmm. so she's looking for a release in the trunk trying to get her panic to go away Um, MK starts calling out but her voice is weak no one would be able to find her until it was too late and she was a dead corpse Mm -hmm. so feeling something tickle her bare legs it was black but now she could see her legs seeing all the spiders all over her legs she screamed and screamed as the spiders kept going all over her and then the spiders started biting her she Mm -hmm. started seeing light but another sound came and she felt the heat against her body begging it to stop and to get them off of her someone said she can't hear you and she got a sharp pain in her arm as she recognized that someone had found her Mm -hmm. so huge hands kept stroke yeah stroking okay yeah (laughs) stroking her face and pulling her hair away the low murmurs in her ear were calming her down the voices um the voice was not who dumped her in the car and she also heard we need to get her to the hospital she was hearing come on baby girl don't do this and the voice was so close but it was like it was in her head telling her nope Mm -hmm. 
telling her, come on, Kate, baby, we got you. She was trembling, but then weightless. So she opened her eyes and it looked into eyes and screamed, seeing a decaying clowns. The vision went away and she realized who it was. It was someone she trusted, even with all the secrets. So she grabbed him and didn't let go. And he kept whispering, Kate, I've got you. You're safe. I'm never letting you go. And MK realized that she wasn't okay. And someone touched her, which made her start crying. Still crouched down and said, hey, gorgeous, we need to get her to the hospital and get her checked out. She was having hallucinations, but she shook her head and she understood. He asked if we could get Archer to get her into the ambulance and she said no. And he told her, well, baby girl, calm down. No one's going to force you to do anything. She could hear Cody and still agree, but they weren't going to force her, but could Archer carry her to get her to the hospital? And she knew that she needed the help. And the next thing she knew, her and Archer were in the back of the ambulance and MK would not let anyone touch her but Archer. So um, the paramedics had to talk Archer through getting her vitals. And once they got to the hospital, everything went black. It was so cute, but so sad. I know. Like I was panicking reading this. Mm -hmm. So when she woke up again, um, she was in the hospital with um, an IV and oxygen mask and all three boys around her. She's asking what happened. um, Still asked how she was feeling and that she gave him quite the scare. She's like, I feel like roadkill right now. (laughs) Um, Asking again what happened. Still try to avoid it, but Cody said no. Tell her everything. Mm -hmm. The secrets keep biting us in the ass and they're not going to know anything and then we'll get the doctor because she wanted to know. And Archer nodded. So, still explain that they don't know exactly what happened, but her toxicology report showed fentanyl in her system and that she had an overdose. Asking, wasn't that lethal? Cody, Cody answered, yes, especially in large doses, mm-hmm. which she got a large dose. Yeah. MK asked why she wasn't dead, and the three boys exchanged a look and still said they think someone gave her a dose of Narcan before they put her in the trunk of his car. Um, if not, she would have been dead. Mm-hmm. MK ran through it and nothing was making sense. Why was she drugged in the first place? She explained that it wasn't her drink, that it was Drew's. Still explained that made more sense, that it was meant for to kill her. And so that's why they gave her Narcan mm-hmm. because it was meant for Drew, not her. Cody then let MK know that Drew was murdered. Her throat was slit and her body left behind the dumpsters and still finally decided to let the doctor in. I've got like chills because... Mm-hmm. It's not nice to murder people, but fuck that bitch. Right, right. I agreed. And, and later, because we find out more yeah. about the situation. Um, Archer finally spoke and asked if they could give him a second and get him some coffee. Because Cody's still out. Cody still is out of the room. And Cody was like, God, I guess it'll take forever, but okay. <laughs> and he's like, if, if he pisses you off, just pers- push your nurse's button. So Archer stared off as Cody went gone and mk fell asleep until someone touched her hand lacing their fingers together and he moved closer the chair closer and it was archer still like oh uh, it was so and she cute. said hey but he told her not he told her sorry for waking her up but she tightened her hand because she didn't want to let him go and, and she's like, like it's okay so cute yeah and he's like rubbing the circles on her hand and finally she said that he saved her and archer said that he should have never left her alone and maybe that it was a diversion to get her alone but mk explained that she fucked up drinking drew's drink as it was meant for her and then she drifted off um she stayed in the hospital one more night until the drugs left kind of get out got out of her body she left the boys they were taking shifts with her the police tried to come and stay see if she remembered anything the person who gave her narcan um and then to question with drew's murder Mm mm-hmm one of the cops let it slip that Drew was found with drugs in her pocket and that it was gang, a gang-related find. But MK had a gut feeling and knew it was right. Drew was trying to roofie MK with the drink she was offering her, and then she finally got released from the hospital, got to go home. They finally got home, and they were stopped at the gates. Still, and Archer were staring ahead like they had seen a ghost. Archer got out and picked something up stalker mail he got back into the car with a large box on his lap and they all went inside with archer setting the box on the coffee table and cody asked after a few minutes if archer was going to open it archer finally opened the box which contained a replica of Steele's car and mk said let me guess there's something in the trunk archer opened the trunk revealing a barbie doll Steele said well at least we know who was responsible for drew's death pictures of drew and mk talking drew talking with the race another with drew putting a drug in the drink and the last two photos were of mk totally out of it curled up in Steele's trunk and the other of drew dead in the pool of blood mm-hmm. there was a small digital recorder and Steele pushed play it was drew's voice and a guy detailing her plan what to do with 
Cody or MK after the roofies. After she got her separated from Dallas and Cody on the back of the picture of MK, it said, be more careful. MK commented that this is too much right now and still got it all up, telling them they should get it to the police anyways. And Archer told Cody to get Princess Danvers upstairs while he did another security sweep. Cody helped MK shower, even shampooing her hair, which is so cute. She almost fell asleep during all of this. MK went to bed naked with no PJs and Cody tucked her in as a human burrito, grabbing her hairbrush and started brushing her hair while she fell asleep. Mm -hmm. So when she woke up, she was alone and it was dark and she shrieked getting up, but it was her own reflection. (laughs) So Archer came running in the room, making sure she was okay. And she's like, I just got scared of my own reflection. Like I'm fucking fine. Um, And he sat on her bed, checked her pulse. She's like, it's fine. And then she tells him what happens, obviously. And he laughs. It was two in the morning and she, he explained that Cody needed to do something for him and that he would get still, but she muttered he could just lay down with her and quit being a sissy. And he asked if she wanted that and she told him to lay down or not. To her surprise, he got in a bed, in bed with her, and he was only in his boxers and a t-shirt, but MK still naked. So, getting on the side, he got comfy and asked her if she was happy. She commented, calm down, sunshine. You're just laying next to me in bed. I'm not forcefully pulling you. Pulling out that bad boy shit of this personality with pliers. He said, may as well be now shut up and sleep if that's what we're doing. She tried to fall asleep, but she couldn't. She was kind of tossing around and Archer groaned that he, she needed to stop wiggling her ass around and he grabbed her with her body freezing and she's like, he's like, are you? And she's like, yep. <laughs> but he didn't let go. He just covered her with his legs. Her ass was pressed against his crotch and he was getting an erection. <laughs> she started wiggling more and he's like, Kate, don't start that shit. And he kissed her neck and then nipped, nipped it a little bit. He told her to behave and that she just went through a traumatic event and needs to rest. She told him she rested enough that she's okay grabbing his hip, but he just grabbed her hand and held her tight so she couldn't move. Archer told her to go to sleep. And with MK coming back, um, there's one way to put me to sleep for sure at this. (laughs) (laughs) And um, he commented fucking hell, grabbed her neck, twisting her head and kissed her. Um... He, his hand was rubbing her stomach and it kept getting lower and lower. And it, like, I think she called it her mound, which was weird, but whatever. (laughs) And she's like, quit teasing me, sunshine, pushing her ass into his dick again. And he laughed a little bit and he starts to finger her, gets her off, laughing as she was loud. So he covered her mouth, um, telling her too loud still would be barging and thinking something was wrong. She tried to grab Archer's dick, but he told her to stop telling her to, he's like, I made you come, so go to sleep. And she asked what the hell his problem was. And she's like, you're going to sit there and pretend that you aren't harder than a diamond right now. And he's like, yes, because I have something you don't have. Self-control. She kicked him out of the bedroom. And she told him that she was done with his fucking games. And Archer got up and said that she was acting like a brat because he wouldn't let, he wouldn't fuck her. And MK said that he is giving her whiplash with his split personalities. And she can tell he wants her just as bad as he does but and she, she's made it abundantly clear mm-hmm. um with that archer said she doesn't know him and that she has no idea what she's dealing with and mk explained that maybe she doesn't need to know all the secrets because they're they don't involve her with him saying they do and he slammed her door and left mk mk cried alone for a few minutes and still came into her room falling hold, getting into bed with her holding her and falling asleep So MK wakes up the next morning with Steel gone. MK got some medicine and showered. Finally, she went downstairs to find Steel and Cody. She could hear shouting voices and she looked outside seeing the back of Steel and some of Archer. They were arguing with someone going outside. She saw Cody, Steel, Archer with Zane and Cass. MK asked what was going on and Cody had his gun out pointing at Zane. There was a bloody lump of meat a heart on their stairs. MK again asked what the hell was going on and Zane replied it was a gift from her stalker. One of Ferryman's boys was found dead, missing his heart. MK asked if it was the wraith from the recording and still nodded. MK then asked why Zane was there and how she got a feeling that he was violating the agreement. Zane said that it was... But what? Zane uh, said that it was... That it was violating oh, it, but something needs to be... It, some, some things don't need to be ignored. Yep. And to be good, not to be talked about, especially when communications were being ignored. Archer said that it had nothing to do with Zane and to get the fuck off of his property before he makes Cass a promotion. <laughs> I love it. I know. Cass raised his hands and said that he's fine where he is and that he's with Zane on 
this one and that she deserves to know jerking her head or his head to mk mk questions deserves to know what and the boys were ignoring her archer ordered him to leave again saying that it was just between him and mk and zane said that he would leave it if it was wasn't only him knowing what was going on zane was the only one who would look at her and archer said don't do it mk said tell her with Cass saying do it boss that she needs to know so finally zane said sorry brother but next time you try to do a business deal with a man who is selling his daughter and mk froze mm-hmm. steel and cody got upset and they started panicking archer was stone with zane pulling out papers throwing them at mk explaining that her father sold her a week and her trust fund after she was arrested and also congratulations mrs death welcome to the family and that's the end of the book <laughs> what the fuck tate that so archer and mk are married and she had no idea about it and of course zane had to be the one to fucking ruin it right oh. My heart dropped. I know. I was like, I was not expecting that. No. But you look back at the book and you're like, oh my God, there's so many hints. He's like, I can't control you and stuff like that. And it's like, well, he kind of can because they're married, you know? (laughs) Yep. She's going to pay for it all now. Oh my gosh. I love this series. I know. Who's your favorite character in this one? I'd probably say Cody. Yeah, I agree. I think Cody has the best banter in this mm-hmm. one, but I'd have to say I still love Steel. Oh, yeah, oh, he's just a him. sweetheart. Smuttiest scene? Um, either the Kitchen Island or the Threesome, but the Kitchen Island probably. I agree with you. Yeah. I'm right there with you on those two. Yes. Yeah. Trip level? Five out of five. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and of, so good. Of course, we both say yes to recommending oh, absolutely. this. absolutely. This whole series, absolutely. Yes. 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 And I do want to say sorry that these episodes are so long. The banter in them is just so good that we can't, like, leave shit out. I know. Like, we try so hard to just, like, shorten it as much as possible. But you know what? If you're still here to the end of this episode, you're the real MVP. <laughs> For reals. And I hope that we're getting you to want to read these books. Oh, yeah. that's our goal. You know, we love talking about these books and getting the shit talked about. But yeah. it's like, just read it. Yeah. You'll love it. It's and then so good. you can go back and listen to us or read them before and hear us talk about yes. it. So, alrighty. With that, we are going to be releasing our... Up- Excuse me. <laughs> our episodes bi-weekly, so we will keep you updated for upcoming episodes on our Instagram and TikTok. So give us a follow at smutsluts.bookpodcast. And next time, we're going to be continuing this with the third one, Fake by Tay James, um, in the Madison Kate series. So also, we do have a YouTube channel. If you want to watch us interact while we record our episodes, you can subscribe to our channel at smutsluts, period, book podcast. No spacing on that. And I did want to mention really quick, we've had quite a few people um, reach out to us on Instagram and stuff Mm -hmm. asking what our list of books are that we're going to be reviewing. And so we just wanted to let all of our listeners know that we are going to continue with the Madison Kate series and then we're jumping straight into Hades. So if Mm -hmm. you want to read them before we release those reviews, Mm -hmm. they're all by Tate James and they're all amazing and you're not going to be disappointed. Not at all. (laughs) So thank you guys so much for listening. Keep it kinky, smut sluts. We'll see you next time. Bye.